Hey guys, it's Josh. And James. And this is Well, I Never. The podcast where we watch movies that you probably have seen. Uh, but we haven't, and then we finally catch up on them, and we don't always like them. No, 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 not at all. So the idea behind this is... Whether or not you've actually seen some of these movies, you probably know about them. You know, oh, this generally happens in that movie, or this movie is famous because of this one scene, or this actor in it, blah, blah, blah. But you may not have actually seen it, so we are correcting that course, and we are watching those movies that we just somehow never got to, whether or not by just lack of time or actively avoiding um, sometimes we find ones that we hate, and sometimes we find new health and lifestyle gurus, like the original Sarah Connor in Terminator. I am trying to live my best Sarah Connor life lately. How about you, James? They really tried to paint her <laughs> in a corner to be like this biggest loser, and it was actually really inspiring, you know? Oh my god, no, she takes herself off for pizza, she has that cool pet, she's got like an unconventional mode of transportation that isn't really a big carbon footprint, like a big fucking SUV. She does what she wants, she doesn't have to wait for any man to take her out, she doesn't have to go out with friends, like she's just doing what she wants. Like for real, like she she is my done. new lifestyle guru. It's I, awesome. Haircut, you know, that can be debated. But everything else, um, Oh, also she ends up being really good at fighting cyborgs. <laughs> All of these are things that I aspire for my own life. So yeah. All right. So for the podcast, the gold standard is now Sarah Connor. Living your Sarah <laughs> Connor life. Um, but, Josh, what day is today, the day of recording? Today is Mother's Day. Happy ha- Mother's Day to ha- all sorts of mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day out there, everybody. It's kind of funny, like, when you think about it, like, Mother's Day, there's, like, this one day every year, you know, like, you have to call your mom, you have to send flowers or send a card or something like that, and SNL always does the, oh, it's the Mother's Day episode, you know, the one episode a year where they actually have a, the majority, like, female-dominated sketches. Yeah. Like, Emma Thompson was on this year, and, like, they had a sketch like that, and I remember the, the episode, like, several years ago where they had Betty White, after, like, that big oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. internet petition, it's like, have Betty White host... And they brought her in, but they also brought in, like, five other female co-hosts. Just in case. You know, (laughs) Betty White's still with us. She's still, like, doing it up. But, I don't know, it it seems kind of short shrift that we're giving moms, you know, this, this this one episode a year. That's all we get. Yeah, and it's... It's kind of funny, too, Mother's Day. I always feel like it's the day that's probably one of the worst days for mothers. Like, oh, God, yeah. Like, oh, your five-year-old wanted to make you some <laughs> shitty breakfast in bed. You have to pretend like you like raw eggs. Oh. Your husband is cooking, and why is there smoke everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, oh, dear God, no, no, no. I just don't let this happen. <laughs> I was watching um, some adorable dogs for some friends, and I took the dogs for a walk this morning. And they live kind of by this big playground, and there was, like, a shit ton of dads and kids playing. I'm like, that's right. Get yeah. out of the goddamn house and let her enjoy it to herself right, for a right, second. Right, exactly. Like, all she wants is for you not to be around for a yeah. while. At least that's what I would want. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully she's making herself an actual breakfast. Maybe yeah. getting a little bit drunk. Oh, God. You know. Slancha. Something to take the edge off the day. Yeah. So, kind of in honor of, of the day of our recording, um, uh, long segue. So, Josh... Hmm. When I say the best actor or actress of our time, like the most esteemed, the most awarded, like who are you picturing when I say that? Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek, hands down. Uh, I mean, um, how much of that is wig work, though? A lot of that is she's she's a master of disguise. You never know what she actually is going to look like. Oh, my God. She could be behind us right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think a lot of people... When they think, like, who is, like, the, the biggest or, or the most esteemed actor, everyone kind of immediately thinks of Meryl Streep. Meryl motherfucking goddamn Streep. Meryl Streep, yes. the mother of accents, who can never 
get through a movie without making you cry, um, I guess. Sure. I mean, just do whatever Meryl Streep's doing and then it'll be a good actor. Like, she's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently she, she learned Street. something at Yale, I guess. And that was the acting bit. So we are doing, I think, like, her biggest or one of her biggest hits ever, Mamma Mia, believe it or not. Like, Oscar nominated up the yin yang, but the the biggest hit that she had, I think, up until really recently, was Mamma Mia. Like, made a boatload of money, which really surprises me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's family friendly. It's it's kind of like a romp. You get Abba songs. It's in set there. to music of Abba. Yeah, you get to see Pierce Brosnan dancing and making a fool of himself? Question mark. I, don't I, th- know. I, I think that happens. I don't know what we're going to see. What are some of your other favorite Meryl Streep movies? Do you have a favorite, I guess? A favorite Meryl Streep movie? Well, it depends on, like, how decimated you want to feel at the end of, like, viewing one of her movies. (laughs) You know, like, I I think her role in Sophie's Choice is, like, incomparable. But you, like, you want to go and, like, curl up in the fetal position for the next three days afterwards. We're so different because I'm like, God, I love Death Becomes Her so much. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, right, right. So it's like, what sort of movie do you want to watch? And then we can, like, kind of play the field and, like, where you want to go for Meryl Streep. I think, like, a really underrated Meryl Streep movie that, like, nobody ever talks about is, um... The River Wild. It came out in like the mid nineties. Is and that she's the thing like, away my baby? No, one? no, no. Well, oh, that's a good one too. But like, she's like a, a white water raft guide and she's with her husband and son. Yeah. But they happen upon like bank robbers who kidnap them and make them go down the white water rapids to get away from the authorities. Oh my God. That sounds amazing. I know. And like her husband is like David Strather and her son is like the kid from Jurassic Park and the kidnappers are John C. Riley and Kevin Bacon. And it's about Meryl Streep being a whitewater raft guide. Hold on to your motherfucking hats. It makes no sense. It's hilarious. Like all of this is like, like you're on the train going somewhere and like just playing mental games to get through like the time. It sounds like something that you've just put together. Like I would like to see a movie where. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you have a bunch of fill in the blanks and you're kind of throwing darts at suggestions on a board. And it, this is what comes up. Like, okay, we'll go with this one, I guess. Oh my God. Amazing. Um, also I'm pretty, I'm a pretty big fan of, um, she devil. Yes. With Roseanne Barr from the eighties before Roseanne Barr turned into Roseanne Barr from our current time. Yeah. Period. The 2010s. Uh, uh, pulling out the collar here. Oh. Um, yeah. So she has like a whole bunch of like really well received movies from various genres um, she does like voice work occasionally too. Like she was an AI thing. She oh, was in Fantastic that. Mr. Fox. Um, God, I love the Fantastic Mr. Fox. And I haven't um, seen that, so we can always hold on to that. For she's been killing it in the meme and gift game lately. The one of her like howling at that award show, right? And she's often. about to show up on um, Big Little Lies season two. She's she's back on the TV circuit. So anyway, all of that is to say, Meryl Streep. She's everywhere. You know who she is, even if you haven't seen like some of her big stuff. Um, so it kind of fits really well with the theme of this. Yeah. You know, like you probably know about this movie, even if you haven't seen it or like, you know, the songs, you know, it's like all of Abba's greatest hits in this as well. Yeah. You at least know that it exists. Right. 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 So, okay. Boiling that all down, Josh, I think you may know even less about this movie than I do. Like, what would you say happens in this movie? Okay. What is this movie about? Yes. So here's my guess. And <laughs> I am either very correct or very wrong. All right. Everyone start uh, taking notes. You can email him your <laughs> corrections later. <laughs> and your coupons for pizza. Mm. Um, all right. So I think what happens is Meryl Streep um, and her two best friends go on a vacation to Italy. And she has a daughter and she doesn't know which of three men is the father of her daughter. 
And so the whole thing is like to figure out like, hey, which one of you dudes is the father to my daughter? Um, kind of like a very classy episode of Maury. <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> Mamma mia. Uh, um, I love that like 30 Rock turned this into a joke. Like they never figured out who Alec Baldwin's character's dad was. And then um, they figured out, oh, it was like one of these three guys during the boarding house era that my mom was running and Liz Lowe was like oh my god there's gonna be a Mamma Mia there's gonna be a Mamma Mia <laughs> and of course Alec Baldwin's character has no idea what she's talking about um, so you have any other guesses about like where it was there what um, else is happening I know that there's a lot of ABBA happening and so also in addition to everything else Meryl Streep can sing apparently so way to make the rest of us look bad Meryl Streep yeah uh, uh, is there anything you can't do well apparently Josh may have you beat in Banana Bread. He's been killing that game these days. Oh, my God. Suck it, Meryl Streep. It's Chrissy Teigen's Banana Bread recipe. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. There's that. Anyway, uh, what I know about the movie, I think it's a little bit more than Josh. I don't know if they ever actually find out who the dad is, to oh. be honest. Like, I don't know. Or I don't know who the dad is. I also is. don't know why they're looking for the father. Like, is there a kidney situation? So what or? I know is that, like, daughter Amanda Seyfried, um, she's getting married. And oh. she invites all the dudes. Because she doesn't know which one is her dad. And I think she goes behind Meryl Streep's back and does that. Oh. That's what I think happens. Okay. Regardless, she's marrying Dominic Cooper. Well done, girl. You don't need a wedding present because your wedding present is your husband. Ta-da. I don't know who that is, but I'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what else happens? And then, so the three baby daddy possibilities are Colin Firth, Pierce Brosnan, and um, Skarsgård Patriarch. Um, not oh. Alex, not Bill. Let's just say Steve Gutenberg. No, no, no. Stellan. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård? Oh, Stellan. The most confusing of all Skarsgård. Stellan for Star. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a capital on all of the, the letter A's in the alphabet, apparently, with that name. Ugh. So, um, one of them is the baby daddy, or maybe, maybe not. Or not, I don't know. I Who knows? I don't know if any of them is actually the father. But, yeah, they made a jukebox mu- musical out of ABBA songs. ABBA? 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 <laughs> Let's say it's ABBA. You know, a uh, quick side note, I love the heck out of Muriel's Wedding. I, you know, that came out, we watched that a lot as teenagers, and, like, they have an obsession with the band, you know, but they have it in Australian accents, so they always saw it ABBA. They always say ABBA. So I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce the band anymore, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, so ABBA, ABBA, ABBA songs, um, and they basically made a plot around the songs, using the songs, cramming in as many of those number one hits as possible. All right. And then I guess we're going to go see what this is all about and come back in a short while. Yeah, we're going to go experience the majesty of Streep, and we'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. We are back. Mamma mia. Wow. Here we go again, or here we hopefully never go I was going to say, let's not do this again. Let's not. Let's let's say we didn't and not as uh, well. So we watched Mamma Mia. Yeah, so why don't we start with like a quick recap. You know, like we gave our guess as yeah. to what happened a little bit earlier, and now we can go through what we were right about, what we were not right about. Josh said that it all takes place in Italy, and I knew it took place in Greece. It totally takes place in Greece. Um, Greece it looks beautiful. I'd love to visit Greece. It's Greece beautiful. If we were doing uh, regular rankings, I would 
give my my You're the Real Hero award to the Mediterranean diet because, good God, everyone looks amazing. Everyone looked amazing. Um, They don't sound amazing, but they looked amazing. Meryl Streep, Amanda Seyfried, living on that Greek island forever, and hot damn, they look great. The water was gorgeous. Well done. It looked amazing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I was right, it turns out. Um, Amanda Seyfried is getting married, and... Is reading her mother's old bang journal, basically. That looks like the burn book it from totally Mean Girls. Like, book. like, which is funny because Amanda <laughs> Seyfried was in that just a few years prior to. Um, so yeah, she's reading it and finds three candidates for the man who could possibly be her father. And for some reason, she decides only her father will do to walk her down the aisle, even though she's been raised by, being raised by a mother for the last twenty years. So she invites them all, and they're all like, "Yeah, cool. I'd love to go to this rando wedding." No um, questions asked. Because because when she writes them, she doesn't say dot dot dot. You could be my dad. Yeah. Oh. So she writes all of them as like as her mother, as Meryl Streep, saying, "Hey, it's been a while, Wani, and come to my daughter's wedding." And none of these dodos realize until the movie's mostly done that holy crap, I could be this girl's dad. Yeah. Like none of them realize until like the, the like last twenty minutes that that's why they're actually invited. Um, I also want to point out when you said dot 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 that in the journal dot 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 is code for doing it. Yeah, um, knocking boots, yeah. apparently. There is a scene where Amanda Seyfried and her two friends who were British. How the fuck does anybody in this movie know each other? Like, no. everybody's no. either British or American and, Don't like, nothing it. in between. Don't but, yeah, so they're reading the journal and all of a sudden they sing a song um, basically about how these men are all love machines, the possible father. Right, yeah. so, like, Meryl Streep back in the day was dating a dude who broke yep. her heart, and then it sounds like she had two... She had a couple rebound guys. Rebound guys in back on session, track. so that's why we have these three possible baby daddies who are here. Yep. But also, like, Amanda Seyfried's character, Sophie, the daughter, has no plan. Like, she invites all these dudes, and then she tries to sequester them in this room. It's like, but don't tell anyone you're here, and don't tell mom, and yeah. don't tell them I invited you. I'm like... Well, why are they here? Like, what? What's your plan here? What? It could have been a horror movie because she basically locks them in a goat house. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. No plan. No blood tests. No um, hair sample. No Moripovich. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like there wasn't going to be any confrontation about like I think you're all my dads. It just kind of slips out. You know, so why did why did you invite them? But I, I did write myself a note that like I don't think we can really visit the sins of the father and the son in this case. The musical had a lot of inconsistencies or things that just don't make sense. And I don't think it's fair to hold those against the movie. Yeah. Like the movie is just lifting it from the musical. So all those things like, why is this plot thing happening? That makes no sense. I'm like, I think it's okay to point them out, but I don't know if it's fair to hold it against the movie. Cause that's what they yeah. were given to work. It was with. written by writers who aren't responsible for the movie. So, you know, when everything is different in live theaters, like you go and you want to have a good time and you don't want things to really make sense. It like was, it doesn't matter. It was very much a theatrical uh, endeavor and yes. not as much a movie. I felt well, and to the point where like you saw in several scenes, like the actors clearly emoting towards like the, back row yeah like shouting their lines like not their sing like not singing but like they're actually like projecting lines. in such a manner or the you like know. how the two friends were like chorusing like i forget what they said at the beginning but it was totally like uh yeah like mom and be- kettle and like rosie like yeah couldn't like, perfectly hear what you're saying on yeah stage. or just like how they would do delivery i'm like oh that'd be funny on the stage but it's awkward on a film screen. especially because the director has all these like extreme close-ups yes so these people the actors are like singing to the back row but like the camera is up their nostril at the yeah. same time so it's it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> it was an awkward music video yeah 
Uh, okay, so back to the plot. So all the dudes, all the possible baby daddies are on the island. Yep. Because Amanda Seyfried, Sophie, is about to get married. Uh, of course, Meryl Streep, the mom, uh, sees them all. is like, holy crap, holy crap. Get off. Go away. And then Amanda Seyfried, uh, like, sneaks to them and says, no, no, I want you to stay. But again, won't tell them. Yeah. So It's du- because you might be my dad. The dudes all become friends and they're all sailing away because, of course, they are. And then she jumps in the water and has, like, a day of fun with them all, um, and then is like, oh, but by the way, please actually come to my wedding. Ignore the fact that my mom kicked you out of her goat house, yep. and it'll be cool. I Ignore the fact that it is my wedding tomorrow. I'm not helping my mom, plan, like, do anything, plan any of it. I'm running <laughs> off. My fiancé doesn't know where I am. And I'm a complete stranger. And I insist on having this big, elaborate white wedding. You know, I'm like, oh, that's a little bit of prima donna, but okay, all right, it's, it's your day, it's your day, you go, girl. Um, you know what is also prima donna behavior? Mm. Getting your band back together and performing at your daughter's bachelorette party. Well, I'm looking at you, Donna Meryl Streep. Right, I mean, and I guess to, to Amanda Seyfried's credit, like, her and all her friends are like, oh my god, this is fun. When in real life, if, like, your parents, like, gets the band back together for a special presentation at your wedding, you'd be like, oh, God, no, Dad, stop it, stop it, get out of here, no one wants this. Like, she even had a fog machine, it was, and it was very look at me. costumes from the (laughs) 70s, yeah, um, so yada, 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 the wedding, they all go up in the hill in the chapel, and then it all comes out in the chapel that any one of them could be the dad, because all the dads eventually become convinced that they alone are the dad. Yeah. But then Meryl Streep says, nope, don't know. Don't know who who it is. It could be any of you. And then I was right in the beginning where I'm like, I don't know if it's ever revealed who the dad is. And it isn't. Yeah. So we um, don't know who the dad is. And they're all cool with it. They're all her dad now. Yeah. And then there's this like kind of unfortunate sex shaming scene where Meryl Streep was like, I'm so sorry. How could you ever forgive me? And then everyone's like, not a big deal. But um, Amanda Seyfried is like, also, let's not even get married. I don't. I don't fucking care. And so, so then Meryl don't. Streep gets married to one of baby daddies, the one that actually broke her heart. There's yeah. I mean, they climbed that mountain. They might as well do something up there. So, yeah. And scene. And then there's an after wedding dance montage. And that's about it. Yeah, there's an after wedding dance montage. And then there's, then there's the post credit scene. And let's not talk about that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a bit much. <laughs> Woo! All right. So that's, that's basically a like plot recap. Like what, did you kind of like get a like glimpse into like what you sort of knew about Mamma Mia? And then you're like, oh god, and now um, that became like painfully clear. I so like everything was pretty much on target for what I thought, but I didn't think the songs would drone on like it's the full song a lot of times. Like, yeah, it's, I thought it'd be like it wasn't just like a verse and a chorus. It was all the verses and the choruses. Yeah, like, oh, this is a four or five minute long. And scene. I don't really know a whole lot about ABBA, so maybe I'd be like, oh yeah, it's this song. But I was like half the time I'm like. Is this an ABBA song, or did they just write the song to yeah, fit in? Same. I didn't know how so that. You're came. not rushing out to find ABBA's greatest hits right now and, I, and listen to them. I, Mama Mia, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I know I'm going to be a hypocrite for saying this because I did say let's not hold what the musical did against the movie, but I'm totally doing that in terms of the direction because the same person who directed the Broadway musical was this movie director. And I don't know if this person's ever done a movie before, but it was not good. This, there were these extreme close-ups. The lighting was all over the map. Like the choreography was like, probably worked really well for a theater, but it was terrible for a movie. Like all of a sudden, like people are crawling, literally crawling on the rooftop 
or well, first all of, of them villain- was hanging like they're both about to plummet to their deaths, and then all of a sudden, but like you don't know how they were hanging. Like when yeah. you were just on like a red on ground, how are you on a ledge all of a sudden? And then they're suddenly like Catwoman style, like crawling across the rooftops right. of Greece at night. You know, and all of a sudden, um, all of the villagers from this Greek island are pop- popping their heads in. Oh my and- god, the villagers were like sedge busybodies. Right, and like being the chorus and like singing and like with this elaborate dance. My favorite part of that, because it was so over the top, was um, it was Dancing Queen. It was the song, it was after Meryl kind of like sex shamed uh, herself. So yeah. Like, oh, I was a slut. And to the movie's credit and like her friend's credit, they're like, no, uh uh-uh. uh, like get yeah. yours, like you're great, like do your thing. It's amazing. And they're singing Dance Queen to her to kind of like boost her spirits. Uh-huh. And then they go through the village and they're singing dance of queen and one by one all the greek women are throwing down their brooms and throwing down this bundle of sticks they're carrying and tearing off their aprons that are going along and they're they're singing dancing queen like with them. pied piper style just like they pick up every woman in the village it, and it was really throw down your apron and kick up your heels for ladies. real and then jump in the sea because at the end they all just like jump into the sea at the end like because that's what, I'll what never forget the year all the women in our village died. <laughs> <laughs> they all came down with the sea scurvy. I I don't know. I mean, but I did like that because it was so over the top. Yeah. Because like, that was like ridiculous, but in a good way. Yeah. Most of the movie I thought was like ridiculous over the top in a bad way. But that one was fun because like Throughout the entire song, oh, right. there was, like, action is. happening, and it was, like, fun to watch. But, like, through some of it, it's like, oh, God, they're just emoting and staring into each other's eyes for this entire song. What the hell? Right, right. But back to, like, the whole direction being ridiculous, and the choreography didn't make sense. So, like, when they're having, like, the hen party, as they call it, like, the bachelorette party, the three possible dads show up, and they're, like, tied up by the... By, like, uh, Sophie's friends and, yeah, like, well, sort of, like, it's, dance dog. It's like, because they're hungry for man It's flesh. because Meryl Streep and her friends sang, and their performance made them so just, I don't know, crazed for man flesh. They couldn't possibly resist the three middle-aged men that made their way to the island. But then, it's, like, all the stag parties, so, like, the, the groom-to-be, like, he and his mates come, and they crash the hen party. Wearing rando masks for no, literally like no reason. And it's, like, this real elaborate, like, panty raid. Yeah, because like they're all like their like shirts like open, you know, like like looking at their like oiled up chests, but they're wearing masks at the same time and rappelling off the the rooftops and swooping up women. There, there was and, swashbuckling going on. I know, I know. It, it was a lot of that going on. Like that made no sense, and it was everyone seemed okay with it, but <laughs> I, as a viewer, not in that scene, was uncomfortable watching. It was awkward. Yeah. I guess, like, my other main objection to the whole thing is that, so there are the three possible baby daddies. It's Pierce Brosnan, um, who ends up marrying Meryl Streep. Yeah. You know, they end up being loves of each other's lives. There is Colin Firth, who's buttoned up, stodgy, awkward Colin Firth. But as he, he says in a lot the word of spontaneous. Which, I maybe is a cover? You know, maybe. he's covering... Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I thought it was just like, oh, they're trying to give him a character trait, and he just is trying right. to be spontaneous. And the other one is Stellan Skarsgård. So, like, this kind of pasty, dumpy Swedish dude. Um, and he's supposed to be painted as the swashbuckling guy, like this big bad yeah. boy. And he has like tattoos on his knees and on his butt cheeks. Yeah. Like, and you see his butt cheeks, everyone. So heads up, you know, and I was just thinking to myself, things I won't, I won't buy for $500, Alex, you know, Stellan Skarsgård as this bad he's boy, not the bad boy. <laughs> pirate. 
it it made no sense. Like there was a lot of like casting problems with this movie, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I think they were they were getting names with Colin Firth and Pierce Brosnan, but like Stellan Skarsgård, like you don't. Like, what do you bring to the table? It was weird, and a lot of times I would look at an actor doing something, and I'm like, oh, they drove a truckload of money up to your house when they asked you about this. Yeah. This movie made a truckload of money. and it made so much money, too. Yeah. So much money. Like, um, I'll have to look it up again, but like hundreds of millions of dollars this movie made, Uh, which everyone wants entertainment. You know, there's that whole line about you go to the movies to escape. You don't go to be reminded of, like, real life. I guess that's what this is ringing the table because yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm um, looking up how much it made, but good gravy. So I think normally what we do is we give a, a couple rankings. We, uh, we give a couple awards of you're the real hero award and how could you award? And yeah. it's for kind of like the production overall. But I think on this very special edition of how of well i never we're going to do it for basically like the musical aspects the singing yeah since it's presented as, as a musical we are going to you know, judge it's, it musically it's a frothy musical i think it would be a disservice to like rank it on the acting because everybody's a ham yeah you know like my mother just says at easter dinner come and get it it's mm-hmm. it's ham and you're you're going to eat it up yeah so we're just going to focus on the singing uh, for the You're the Real Hero Award and the How Could You Award. And yeah. I'll, I'll turn it over to Josh. So my real hero was Amanda Seyfried because she's kind of the only one that could sing, really. No, I was surprised. She did great. I was surprised. Like, she was better than Meryl Streep. She's better than Christine Baranski, who was, like, one of Tony or two. I was super surprised she's better than Christine Baranski. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Christine Baranski was kind of auto-tuned within an inch of her life, yeah. which I don't think she needed to be. No. But she was great. She was, like, the most naturalistic actor, I would say, of all of them, Yeah, too. she did amazing. Like, head and shoulders above everybody else. Amanda Seyfried, like, that was my You're the Real Hero Award as well. Absolutely. Um, now time for the How Could You Award. How could you? How could you? Um, I mean, Pierce Brosnan is a, a lot of things. Former Bond, handsome <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. Um, rival with Mrs. Doubtfire. Rival to Mrs. Doubtfire, but Good Singer is certainly not one of the things that he is. No. There was a lot of just yelling. It sounded like Randy Newman. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, he cl- he clearly doesn't have the range, um, <laughs> if you're going to quote that meme. You know, so there was, like, a lot of shouting, because I don't think he could, like, sing those higher notes softer. And then he, like, kind of, like, swallowed a lot of music, so mm-hmm. he did end up sounding like Randy Newman as well. So much. Absolutely. Um, I would... I would... I would guess that Colin Firth is an even worse singer because he barely sang at all. He oh, yeah. had no solos whatsoever. And the one time that it was clearly supposed to be his character singing, it actually turned to Josh and said, that is not the voice I would expect to come out of Colin it Firth. It was awkwardly like, high. I And reedy and thin and like it was kind of cockney yeah. when he was singing, not when he was acting. But... I, I did want to say that I think Colin Firth is probably the worst singer than Pierce Brosnan, but I would say for my winner of How Could You, it is the literal Greek chorus. Oh. So they're in a village in Greece, and whenever they need like a, a whole bunch of people to come in those background vocals, like all the Greek villagers just pop up, and it is annoying. It's like they look like busybodies. Yeah. They're in all the way. They like are all terrible actors, by the way. <laughs> like all of like these like <laughs> random people they lay like, hired. I'm not saying about the singing, like, they're terrible actors, like, stone-faced or, like, just goofy, like, dopey from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, like, kind of face acting. Really terrible. And it annoyed me. Like, after a while, I'm like, 
fuck off. You're it like, was get ve- the hell out of my house. It was very distracting. Like they were all of a sudden, all of them were there. They're all screaming in Meryl Streep's face. Yeah, right, right. Like get out of here. Like even some of them are clearly employed at Meryl Streep's hotel, but like all of a sudden <laughs> there's like two dozen of them just like singing in her face yeah. and all stuff. It's like. Yeah, take a step back, like simmer down. <laughs> so that is my how could you award, mostly because they were just annoying as hell. Yeah, for real. All right, well, the very last award we have to give out is our whiskey rating. So what we do around here is we rate things one through five whiskeys. How many whiskey drinks did we need to get through the movie? I mean, and I, <laughs> well, I guess like my overall viewpoint of the movie is like it wasn't bad. Like there was no yeah. part where I was like willing myself for unconsciousness or anything like that. And we have had movies like yeah. that. Um, but it wasn't good. It, it was, wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. It was like I was checking the internet after a while. I'm like, I just, I, it, I it was fun, but yeah, like it was like, okay, this is droning on way too long. I think we were admittedly probably not the target market, but mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, so I needed about three and a half to four whiskeys to get through this one. And I said the same. I said three to four. I mean, it was more out of boredom than anything. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, good grief, I can't wait for this to be over, or it's so painfully uh, droning in my ears that I want to like lock them off. It's just like, are we done yet? Yeah, the songs could have each been like one verse. I'm pretty sure like they were instructed to like act like they're in a stage production, which translated awkwardly to film. Yeah, absolutely. And again, everyone like, tried their best. Neither of us really knows ABBA songs. Yeah. Like we know, I know like the big, big, big hits only. And I would say two thirds of the songs, like, I don't know this song. Yeah. Like same. I, it's, this is not evoking memories in me. It's not making me want to stand up and dance because also nobody wants to see me do that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it was okay. I'm glad other people apparently enjoyed it a ton because it made a shit ton of money. You know, so I just looked it up. It made six hundred and fifteen point seven million dollars. Yeah, on yeah. a budget of fifty two million. That's insane. Woo! Yeah, get that coin. Right. <laughs> like no fault. Like nothing against it. Just I hope I don't ever have to see it again. Yeah, it's fine. It's just not for me. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, what do you think, everybody? Do you love Mamma Mia? exclamation point because it does have that exclamation point in the title <laughs> i need to point that out uh, let us know like hit us up if you think it's great and we overreached or you want to take it even further and say no i want to set it on fire do you really want us to watch the sequel and tell you about it because i mean if you really want us to we'll do it i guess uh, i mean share shows up i guess that's something people want question mark uh-huh. I mean, let's be honest. If Dominic Cooper's in the sequel and he's shirtless again, I could I could be persuaded. We don't know for a fact that he is. Okay. According to Wikipedia, he's in New York. All right, everyone. Let's let's look up gifts of Dominic Cooper. That's your homework <laughs> for tomorrow. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. So remember, if you haven't rated us, give us a high rating. Even if you didn't like us, you can lie. It doesn't matter. iTunes doesn't care. Voice us on your enemies. That's what I always say. I mean, yeah. Like, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell your dog. It's... Yeah. We want your attention. And we want your cash support. So, uh, for this episode, I'm James. And I'm Josh. And this is Well I Never. Bye. Bye. Bye.